Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe. And yeah. to the left of me is my man. Yeah. Tulane Chino. Woohoo! Eddie Meeks. What's good? Mr. Meeks. This bourbon is. Shout out to Rowan's Creek. Tasty. Bardstown, Kentucky. Damn it. Wow. Kentucky Brown. Never disappoints, does it? Never. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. ever. Doesn't disappoint. Ever, 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 ever. <laughs> How was your weekend, my friend? Uh, man, it was a little bittersweet, man. Uh, I lost saw a, lost some a family sad member. things. Yeah, lost a family member uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> we all go through things, man, and... Uh, you about to shed a tear? I think I see a tear. I'm, I'm, I am a little <laughs> emotional, gonna, man. Uh, it. <laughs> it's a super moon out tonight, and I'm just kind of all over the place, okay. man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, rest in peace, Bluebell. Okay. Uh, let the let the viewers know who and what Bluebell is. But Blue, there, we need Bluebell, some context. Bluebell was my 2004 Cadillac DeVille. Uh, the paint job on it was blue chip, and uh, beautiful car, by the way. The bitch just died on me, like she just, just, <laughs> just typical bitch type activities. <laughs> bitch, just, oh no, I'm yeah, not, yeah, we're just gonna stop right there. Yeah, it's just the typical <laughs> bitch shit. Just quit on me, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I, I loved her nonetheless, and she will be missed. Uh, the 305 I got for her was. A little, little bit confident, but I'm about to get up off of that on Tuesday. So right. <laughs> it's short lived, man. But Bluebell, uh, we love you. We will be dedicating music to you tonight. Absolutely, and uh, you will be missed. You raggedy bitch, you. <laughs> Homie, how was your weekend, man? Man, it was great. I don't mean to take up the spotlight here. No, no, it was great. Okay, It's your world, man. It's your world. Nah, it ain't my Uh, world. It's our world. It's our world. Uh, You know, I had a pretty good weekend. What did I do this weekend? Football game yesterday. Yeah, blowout, right? Uh, Yeah, we got cream. It's all good. Uh, It's all right. You know, it's bad when, like, you know, the the parents in the stands, like, are out loud. They're just saying they don't care anymore. Wow. You know, like they're looking at one another. Just, I mean, I think by like second quarter, they were up like 23 zip. God damn. Into the first quarter. Now, this quarter's only 10 minutes, man. Damn. And they put their foot in our ass quick. So, uh. Y'all were playing the goddamn Falcons, wasn't it? I must have been. Shit. I mean, North Paulding. I mean, what are you going to do? I guess so. We're, we're, they're either that good or we're that bad. Yeah, one so, of the, one yeah. or the other. So, uh, so anyway, but you know, like I told you, uh, you know, over the weekend, I'll, you know, I, I ask my son every time after he gets on, I'm like, I don't even ask him about the game anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, Jeff, fun. Yeah. yeah. I had fun. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, he have a lot more fun if yeah. he just, just take it upon himself to just knock the hell out of people. That way it don't matter if you win <laughs> out, win or lose as long as you knock somebody really the fuck out. Right yeah. Now. Just tell exactly. him to bust exactly. somebody in the yeah, mouth, man. man. Keep that shit moving. So, yeah, man. I mean, it, it was actually great. We, I'm, I'm just loving this weather right now, man. The heat's finally subsided a little bit. Uh, slow your roll. No, it's, it's still, I mean, it's, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. It's still warm. going to be 86 not, this week. I, I don't, don't tell me that. I'm telling you. God. Don't close the pool yet. <sighs> All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, it's not humid. I'll settle for that. Well, that's, that? that's the best thing. Going right. The humidity is subsiding. So, uh, so yeah, other than that, I mean, it was just, you know, it's kind of par for the course. I was on the road this week for work. All right. Uh, I was gone for three days. That was kind of 
you know, nice as much as as much as I would I would not admit that in front of my wife. It was nice to not be at home. Refreshing. For three, uh, three days. Refreshing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it was good. I'm, I'm glad good. to be here. We got That's DJ Pocket up. in the house with us tonight. Pocket is here. In about oh, big, 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 big. Congrats are in order for Pocket. No doubt. Big week for him. It, it was this week that it dropped, right, Pocket? Uh, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. All right. Well, today is Sunday. This is the. The 16th. It dropped on the 15th. Wise Intelligence new album. That's right. Wise Intelligence. Intelligent from the Poor Righteous Teachers. No doubt. PRT. PRT. Pocket produced, recorded, mixed, and mastered the entire thing. Serious Knock Entertainment. No doubt. Go out and get it now. Yeah. Gotta love it. Do that. So Serious Knock in the building. Yeah. So Pocket's hanging out. We're just bugging out. And when y'all get a chance, go back and check out the Wise Intelligent Southern Vanguard interview session. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 What was that, about a year ago now, yeah, right? I yeah. I think it was a good two hours yeah. or so. Yeah. So yeah. good shit. Hell yeah. All right. So let's get down to business real no quick. Uh, if you're a fan of the person we have on the phone with us tonight for an interview session, and this is the first time you're listening to us, uh, you got to remember that we drop twice a week. On Tuesdays, it's a mix show. I can DJ. Meeks and I talk shit in between that. Uh, you know, a pretty good chance that Meeks goes completely off the rails at some point uh, throughout the podcast, and I'm just kind of like along for the ride, just, I'm laugh, be on just, one just laughing. I'm be uh, on Meeks' one birthday actually uh, is this week, yeah. so there, God knows what's going to happen yeah, on the I'm Mix show on tonight. tonight. So we do mm. that on Tuesdays, and then on Thursdays we have an interview session with a MC, with a producer, with an A and R, with someone behind the scenes, record label owner. For a strip club owner, actually, maybe, or, or or gentleman's club, I should say. Last week, it was Akinelli. Oh, okay. No way you was. I yeah. forgot about it. Yeah. Last week was Akinelli. Shouts out to Ak. Uh, King week, of Diamonds. Yeah. What's up with King you? of Diamonds. King of Diamonds V-Live is a new shit in yeah. South Beach. Yeah. Uh, what was the, uh, who, was it, who was it the week before? Uh, Eternia, maybe? Is that, uh, is that right? Eternia was in there. Uh, 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 Eternia, we had uh, Divine Styler Divine on. Divine Styler, yeah. We had we had somebody before Akinelli, though. Oh, Dress the Beat Nick Dredge, was, yeah. was, uh, was before Akinelli. Anyway, yeah. just, you know, a cast of characters in our interview session. So make sure yeah. you go back and check you know check that out. You name them, we got them. Exactly. SoundCloud, iTunes Podcast, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio. Please, please, please follow it. Twice a week. Twice a week. Twice a week. We're giving you all that shit. All yeah. right. So, yes, we do have someone here for an interview session tonight. Yes. Hailing from the West Coast. Originally from Watts. Originally from Watts. Yeah. The one and only. Time to take your phone off mute. Libretto. Libretto, a.k.a. Cocoa Brown, formerly known as Bretto Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? No question. No question. What's up, y'all? Tell man, how that traffic looking right now? Oh, it's good. I, I'm, I stopped over here at the Walgreens real quick, so I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool, good. cool. I know you they know, got some specials going on. You know, right Bretto, now. if we had talked long enough, I was kind of hoping like you may have you, you may have made it to your destination by the time we got done talking, but I guess we weren't talking enough shit uh, there at the beginning of the... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had to stop and print out some pictures to send to my man that's in the beach, so I, oh, I said, let me just pull over real quick and uh, print these joints out. Okay, good deal, good deal. All right. Well, Libretto, thank you, man. We've been playing your joints on the show here for, I guess, you know, some time. Mm -hmm. uh, f first off, uh, peace to Matt from Liquid Beat, uh, who connected yes, us, right? Um, you yes, know, sir. I got I got to say, Meeks, uh, this has only happened twice since we started the po the podcast. Uh, 
so we've been doing this just almost two years, right? Come this mm-hmm. January. Yeah. The first person to send us the entire catalog of the label that they owned or represented, the first one was House Shoes. Yeah. Right? So remember we played some uh some of Drugs Beat shit. Yeah. Uh for talk beds, no less. We weren't even really playing, you know, singles Joints, or yeah. joint, whatever, right? Yeah. So, you know, the next morning we wake up after the show dropped and he gave me the link to to all of Street Corner Music uh catalog. Shout out That's to some shoes, real, man. Yeah, shout out to shoes. That's some real G shit. The second person to do that is Matt from Liquid Beat. That's what's up. We played a joint. I can't remember what it was. We played a joint. Matt reached out and said, Hey, here's the whole catalog. So shout out to Matt, that Matt Nelkin. That's yeah, that dude yeah, right that there. Dude. So so Libretto, let, I guess before could you tell us how uh, I guess let's just start with you and Matt. Like, how how do you guys know one another? Because that's really kind of our connection outside of just you know playing the music is is um you know Matt and I just kind of going back and forth on email and him, him sending me joints from the label and whatnot. Won't you? Won't we just start there? Um. Well, basically, uh, Matt been you know just kind of around the way since I've been in Portland and um just like DJing and and whatnot. And I just kind of know him through mutual other uh, cats in the industry and um. Yeah, we just happened to link up on some yo. You know, he was digging my music, digging what I was doing, and uh, when I got caught up with the with the federal government, you know, we just kind of started doing business. And uh, man, it ended up being ill because um, I actually was on bail fighting the case, and he uh, basically let me stay at his crib because I was caught up in New York, and uh, he opened up his crib on the west because I had the judge let me come out here to handle some business. And so I was staying at his crib. And during that time, I was recording music at his crib. He was hearing it. He was digging it. And he was like, yo, you know, we should probably do a project or something. What you think about doing this this project? Da, 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 da. And that ended up starting a relationship right there. So just an all-around genuine dude, man, you know what I'm saying, besides the music. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's up. So- Especially if he opened a crib up for you like that. That's... Not a lot of people that would do that, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, not, not at all, not man. Not at all, man. Word. Definitely. So, so libretto, I guess. Oh, yeah. kind of, so, so, so what's 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 going on? Why don't we just level set with everyone? What's going on right now? Because you you have a new record out. So let's. Why don't we talk about that? And then I like like to go back and kind of you know get into some history shit too. You know, like where you're from, how you got into this, you know in, into this you know hip hop shit and. You know, kind of, kind of bring us back up. But let's let's hit the new shit so people kind of you know are, are aware of that from the from the get go, and then we'll get back into some historical stuff. No doubt. Yeah, the album is uh, Gangster Jazz Volume Two, and uh, it's basically uh, when I was up with his crib on Bell, he had a concept that he wanted to do. He was like, "Yo, what you think about doing some stuff on some old school CMW Compton's Most Wanted?" He's like, mm. "I can hear you rapping over some like." Nah. Straight loops, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. So we ended up dropping Gangsta Jazz, the EP, and then the B side was Gangsta Boogie. And um, it went really well. It was just like eight joints, and uh, it was well received, you know what I mean? So while I was in the can, he, uh, I was writing crazy and just doing all types of music in there. And he was like, yo, the last six months before I got out, he shot me an email like, man, what you think about doing an album, Gangsta Jazz, uh, Volume 2? calling and calling doing it an album though. I said, let's do it. So when I got out, he had already had crazy joints already in my email when I um set the email up, shot them to me. I got busy over them and then we produced the album Gangster Jazz Volume Two. So it's a hundred percent robot. While I was exiled, 
And um, it's just really strictly over all jazz loops and breaks. And uh, came out on cassette with the download on Bandcamp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Limited cassette, like 200. And uh, yeah, man, it's been doing good. I've been I've been happy with the response from all the blogs and, yeah. you know what I mean, all the people that's representing, like yourself. And yeah. uh, videos, you know, shot my first video to, to this album with the uh, Headhunters joint, then Jesus Had Afro, and then Black Holes. <laughs> yeah. So it's been well received, man, for my supposed to be sophomore album. I'm digging it. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Good right. Shit. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's some joys. We're, we're going to get into them on the mix show. But uh, what what I like about this is like this isn't like um, it's really just the loops, right? Right, Bretto? Like it's it's uh, there's there's not it doesn't sound like there's much doctoring. This is just some real raw kind of throwback shit, really. Straight, straight loops, man. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt's a beast, man. Yeah, he, uh, he picked up all he picked out all the music. And um, he just shot it to me, and I just made songs to him. Got features, got a vocalist on there on, on one of them. My man uh, River Wolf, he's actually out of Atlanta. And um, shouts out to River Wolf, oh, he, uh, hmm. bad bad singer, man. Uh, yeah, you're gonna be hearing about him soon. Um, but right. yeah, man, just crafted a. You know, I take things seriously, so when I when I get in front of the music, in front of the beast, man, I try not to just, you know freestyle over them or nothing like that so everything was written thought out and executed to perfection cool so uh yeah i love it man so so th- this album was uh this album was written uh in- entirely while you were incarcerated correct yes sir the most yes, part? So i wrote over about 400 songs while i was in there uh wow. really haven't wrote since i've been home man i've been i told myself i'm gonna use every verse <laughs> or something. So <laughs> if, yeah. if, if I may have to doctor it up a little, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, every, I'm a totally different person than I was, you know, five six years ago. So right. I like the music that I was writing, and then um, yeah, everything was written inside, man. Hey, brother, you seem to be kind of open about your um, your incarceration, man. What um, uh, what what? How did you find yourself in that situation? How did you find yourself incarcerated, man? What what led to that? Man, led to that the uh, federal government, man, and yeah. <laughs> the power, the power to uh, to get you to cop out or go sit down and do a couple calories, you know, or, or more than ten calendars, man. So, mm. you know, they wanted me to cooperate, man, and uh, against my family in New York, I was in the Bronx, um, and uh, just happened to be, you know, on the block when something popped off, mm-hmm. you know, just not to incriminate nobody on myself, but um. You know, and, and and I got jammed up out there, and the boys got a hold of me, the, the detectives in the uh, state. And, uh, yeah, it was a state case first. So okay. when they bagged me, you know, they charged me and another cat, my man, uh, I, you know, he's from Soundview. My dude, hold, he, he held it down as well, didn't do no cooperating. And, um, you know, I made bail in the state. I was on Rikers for a couple, about almost two weeks, made bail, got out. Flying back and forth to court. That last court date, I flew back November fifth, two thousand ten. You know the big boys picked up the case, man, and ah, that was all she wrote. Gotcha. That was all she wrote. Got you, got you. So you know it was a uh, you know not to cut you off, it was but it was just you know with them once they get you, you either you gonna cop out or you gonna get your boots smoked and you are gonna be in there for a minute. So gotcha. you know I just jumped on the first deal they took which was under any, my man told me anything under 10, jump on it. 
I said, cool. He said, you come out good. We're under 10, you won. So I just took the first, you know, the first uh, plea, mm-hmm. you know, which was the 60 months, man, and uh, jumped on it. That's what's up. And that's all behind you now. So you're clear and, and, and free and, and ready to get out and do your thing, right? Yes, sir. Well, I, yeah, I just got out the uh, halfway house um, in April of this year. So I'm now just actually feeling the freedom, you know what I'm saying? I okay. got to do a little probation and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all. It's nothing. That's lightweight, you know. The mindset right. I'm in right now, that's that's a cakewalk after doing what I just went through. You know Absolutely. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no man. Yeah. So, 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 Bretto, how soon were you recording, or how soon were you able to record? Were you kind of able to record immediately when you got out? I mean, you said you were in a halfway house, but well, I, I imagine no, you it was a it was a battle. Okay, <laughs> it was a battle, man, because they don't care about music and they look at music as a hobby. You know right. what I mean? But then I had to get all of these. Uh, you know, paperwork and stuff. And and I had to tell my case manager in there, who was a black lady, uh, Dorothy, who was understood. And I said, Dorothy, look, just Google me. I said, Google libretto hip hop. Right. You know, as soon as I came home, and she was like, why should I Google you? And I'm like, just do it. <laughs> and she did it. And she was, and she did it. And, 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 and all the projects that Matt was releasing when I was incarcerated popped up. And she was like, oh, Oh, you actually do this like for a job? I said, yeah, this is my life right here. So she actually went out her way to talk to the uh, Bureau of Prisons, the BOP, and they ended up giving me uh, 20 hours of studio time a week. So I had 20 hours a week to work in the studio. Yeah, I was the first dude to do this in the halfway house here in Oregon. And um, so that's you. So that's you being able to. um, That's you being able to leave and go work, or. Basically, because she looked at, I fadangled it like the music is my work. If I can record this music and produce a project, uh-huh. I can therefore do shows, sell music, yeah. which will get money that they're going to tax me on anyway. Right, right. Interesting. Because you have to pay 25% of your income when you're in a halfway house. They take 25% of all income you bring in. Interesting. Wow. Wow. So so how did that process work, Bretto? So, so, so you... So obviously you were writing, right? So you get to the halfway yes, house, you, you you get everything worked out with you know with, with Dorothy and and whomever it was, right? What was Matt sending mm-hmm. you joints or like how did like how to, walk us through the process of like how you how you eventually like kind of came to record and you know get, get the project together? Well, basically all of the songs that I wrote, um, I wrote to different tracks in prison. So <laughs> I was writing to a lot of Coltrane, a lot of Miles Davis. Um, they had some hip hop in there, but a lot of it was, well, 89% of it was, uh, what do you call it? Censored. Um, they don't oh, let right. you have any type of curse words, but sometimes they was albums would get on there with cursing or whatever, but right. there were really <laughs> right. no instrumentals except for like jazz records and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I wrote to a lot of jazz and I wrote to a lot of, um, like, D'Angelo's Voodoo album. I pretty much wrote to that whole album. Uh-huh. And um, I wrote to a lot of Black Messiah and just other 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 joints that I was feeling that I could find. So when I came home, it just came to the process of me getting the tracks. And I got to the lab, and I would piece rhymes up to these beats and see which one fits best, the best. And then I would just have to adjust the flow because I had wrote the BPMs down on my uh, pad when I was writing to every joint that I had, you know what uh, I mean? Like I would write the song and then I would say, you know, whatever the BPM, I would try to tap out in my head or whatever. So, and I just went in, man, went in. 
So were you getting? So when did you get joints from Matt? Like as soon as you got like that that uh. Well, that, I got out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got out, and then I set up an email account when I got out because I forgot my old email, and um, he just started firing them. Bam, bam, bam. I, I, he said, man, I'm about to bash you like eight joints. Tell nice. me what you think. Nice. I said, all right, cool. So, <laughs> and that's how, you know, he blasted me to me. I was like, yeah, okay, I like this one. I like that one. I don't like this one. Yeah. And we kind of just went through them and ended up with the 14 that we got. Nice. Libretto, is, is jazz something that you was pretty much dealing with already, or did you have to get to a point where you liked it or or get 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 acclimated to it or get adjusted to it or was it something that you always fucked with? Um well my father, uh God bless the dead, um he used to he my father was like fifty years older than me. So he I'm the, I'm the baby. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, he used to listen to jazz all through the house when I was growing up. I didn't really feel it then. I mean, I used to sit with him sometime. He used to tell me, listen to this, listen to this. And Charlie Parker and, you know, Lou Donaldson and all them type of cats. Mm-hmm. I never did really listen to it. I was like, yeah, all right, Pops, I'm out of here, whatever. But <laughs> I, as I, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But as I got older, I started appreciating it and, and, and just, I find myself turning to the jazz station in the car, listening to it, you know, zoning out. And then when I got inside, it actually became like something I studied. You know okay. what I'm saying? And um, I pretty much listened to it daily. Even while I was working out on the yard, walking laps on the yard, it was just taking my mind to another place. And I started dissecting the styles. And then I also started playing music. And I taught myself theory while inside, as well as uh, how to read and write music and play piano. So I was listening to a lot of Thelonious Monk. You know what I mean? A lot of... uh uh. Uh, Leonard Hubbard and all of them cats and with Marcellus, Brad Marcellus. So it started becoming just a part of me and coming out. And then it's like, okay, I see why my pops was on it. So it's just naturally in me too. So okay, that's, that's, that's just what up. happened. Yeah. That's uh, so, 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 so how did it feel when you got in the lab for the first time, man? I had to feel like a million bucks, dude, when you got to get, get in the lab <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, it, it was bananas, man. Cause these people, they didn't want to let me go to, uh, you know, no home studio. They're like, no, it has to be a business. It has to be a separate entity from somebody's basement, somebody's house. Ah, okay. And I'm like, man, yeah. So I had to find a spot that would let me go there and let the halfway house people come over there, inspect it. They can pop up whenever they want to see what's going on. So my man, Dan, who's also part of Liquid Beat, High 16, um, okay. he had a spot. Yeah, he had a spot where he was doing his little mixing and DJing. Really, not a studio, just like a practice space for him. Okay, like the size of a man. It's like you could fit two people in there, probably max three. Right. And um, I pretty much set my mic up there, put some foam up on the wall, and got busy. Mm. Wow, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. That's dope. Word. That's dope. What, that's so dope, what yeah. was um? What was the name of the studio, man? Uh, he really ain't got no name for it, man. It's really like a little space that he rents out like okay. every month. And it's just like where he keeps his records, his DJ equipment. And um, he just like practices there and produces and makes beats okay. there. But, but there's it, really no name. Like he doesn't, you can't go there and rent space or rent studio time or none of that. It's just like his personal uh, okay. space. But it, it, it met yeah. the, uh, it met the, uh, the, the qualifications for the, 
for the yeah halfway for the BOP, yeah, for, for, the, the, for the yeah okay yeah, yeah right, they went you. over there inspected got they you. seen all the equipment seen how small it was yeah the dude was like well you can't get into much trouble here so yeah you're good with me <laughs> <laughs> but hold up but hold up did you did you get into any was there any special treatment for you while you was there I mean come on now. Are you talking about in the halfway house? Yeah, no, no, nah, at the studio, you know what, at the man? studio. Nah, at Y'all the studio. Believe this, man. But I didn't have no dealings with a woman, man, for the first eight months when I came home. Hey, wow, you a eight real months, G, man. Yeah, my, and my man, and my man's inside used to clown me like, "Yo, you ain't got no potato salad yet." What's wrong with you? I'm like, but I was, I was so focused, man, because yeah. I'm like, yo, I can't after not having a woman for so long. I feel like if I brought one in my life, she would distract me. Throw you like, off. Yeah. You know, I mean, dudes were getting yeah. out. Dudes were getting out having sex behind a halfway house, down the street, in the car. I'm like, man, I, I don't have. I, I went without it for six, five years, six years. I'm not tripping. It, when I when I when it's time, it's gonna happen. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, yeah, so yeah. It, it wasn't my priority at the time. You know, gotcha. I'm like, I need to get in this booth. I need to get back out and see my kids. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Try to get financially stable. Yeah. You niggas thinking about sex and all that, homie? That's no. That's the same cast that be in the cell jacking off all day with the with the post up on the on the on the, on the window. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm it's glad like you, you were focused like that, man. man. Yeah. Like, dudes ain't got no discipline. No doubt. So, and, and, and to this day, I, I've been with the same chick. That the, the chick that when I finally broke bread is with a female I met at the gym, and me and her have been rocking out ever since. And she's been the only one I slept with since. That's what's oh, up, man. Nice, man. Congrats. Good for you, dude. Hell yeah. Word wow, up. that's ill, man. That's that's so crazy. So, 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 how long did it take for you to knock the project out once you kind of got up and going, brother? I got out in May, and then I probably had that done by. I say it was done by August. August of last yeah, year, well, August, August of fifteen. Yeah, yeah okay. August September of fifteen, gotcha. and then I had to, you know, now that's when I'm. What it said, like I was actually done rapping, and then we had to go through the mixing and the editing, and then we had a dude that, you know, we like to mix with and his schedule is crazy. So he's like all analog, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it took him almost, you know, I don't know, a couple months just to mix it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. Okay. And it's like, yeah, it's crazy. So it's all two tracks and it's like, bro, but you know, when you want a certain sound and people got certain equipment, you got to wait for them, you know? Right. Yeah. That's Matt pushing on you right on that one. Right. Matt's like that. No, we we, we got to yeah, use yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, Justin, he 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 has a certain sound. He actually mixed a lot of my uh, record that I was working on before I went in. Oh, he did. And, um, okay. I like okay. dude. He's he's cool. He he's a hip hop head and he's he's an engineer that knows what he's doing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, Bretto, you uh you originally from Watts, and um we got a list of here that you moved to Portland. Um, mm-hmm. at what at what point in your life did you move to Portland, and where are you uh where are you located now? Where do you reside now? Um, I'm in Portland, Oregon right now. Okay. And, um, I came to Portland in like '96. Okay. Yeah, like '96. Um, actually, my sister came up here first in uh probably like the early '90s out of from uh, LA. Okay. And she ended up talking my father into um moving out here and um my father was handicapped at the time so i was the last child i was like basically taking care of him staying with him or whatnot yeah so i came up here with him 
And um, when I came up here, you know, I didn't, I wasn't connected with no type of hip hop scene or none of that. I was mm -hmm. just up here, and I ran into some of my homies from my neighborhood up here, who was already up here hustling, doing their thing, and I just kind of linked with them. Gotcha. And um, yeah, that's that's how that that's how that ended up panning out. Gotcha. So, you spent much time in uh, in Portland prior to moving up from from Wattsboro, or no? No, never. Only thing I knew about Portland was Clyde Drexler. Right. <laughs> Trailblazers. I never knew, never heard of Portland, none of that, bro. I, I just used to remember them playing the Lakers, and that was it. I didn't yeah, know right. where it was on the map, nothing. Man, I uh, I almost I almost caught some some time in Portland myself. Uh, oh, that's right. I remember. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a I had a brief um, uh, interaction with Portland, Oregon that I will never forget, and I'm glad I got up out of that bitch. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> at the airport dude but uh yeah we ain't gonna get into that it's all good yo so um so as far as your music is concerned and and we played a couple of joints like do you have are you are you representing watts would you say or you just you just represent hip-hop in general like because if it's if it's some watch shit i can kind of i i guess for lack of a better term, assume what your content is like. But if, if it's just on some um, some straight up hip hop shit, then what what's your approach to the music? Man, on, on some real life, bro, my my approach is just straight coming from a project, nigga. I, mean, I, I grew up in the projects. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The projects raised me, made me who I am, and um, everything I spit is pretty much. To those dwelling in those government houses, man, and, and to reach those. And if you can relate and you ain't from there, more power to you. But it's really to empower my peoples, man, because we got a saying, one person from the projects is on his own continent. You know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. from the mental warfare and, 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 and the swiftness and, 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 and kindness that you have to have just to survive in that type of environment. You know what I mean? But no doubt. my stuff is strictly awesome. I mean, my father's from Brooklyn. Okay. I'm born in I'm I'm born in Atlanta. Oh, wow. Raised in LA. Okay. Oh, wow. I was born in Atlanta. That's wild. Yeah. That's bugged out. <laughs> my mother is from Savannah, Georgia, man. Oh, oh shit. I, all of my fam I got a lot of family in Savannah. Yeah, my that's cousin Faison Love, you may know him the comedian. Faison Love, yeah. That's my first cousin. What? Wow. Big one. Yeah. <laughs> Big worm. <laughs> no. That's dope. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's dope. Yeah, that's my family. All on Love Street, South Side Savannah. That's okay. my grandmother's house over there, man. Where that's that's where all my family from. I still got them out there. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. So How often you come down? Side. How often you come down and, I haven't and been check back family out? Since, I haven't been back, bro, since my mother's funeral in uh in '92. Okay. My mom's passed in '92, and I went out there for the funeral. I was 16. And um, that's when I pretty much uh, last time I was out there. Man. Wow, oh, wow, that's crazy. Now, brother, did you? Yeah, did, did you I, gotta, have... I gotta come out there though, man. I, oh, I'm lying. I went out there in 2002 on the road, not to Savannah, but to Atlanta. I was on the tour with Lifesavers. Okay, and we stopped in. Uh, we did a show in Atlanta. Okay, but that's uh, it. We was there for one day and left the next. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, yeah. Oh, wow. So you 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 have um you still keep in touch with family in Savannah, uh, brother, or no? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. My sister's out there. Oh, I got wow. nieces, nephews. Um, family's deep. I got five sisters, so. Wow. Um, That's dope. And a okay. lot of them, are, uh, yeah, two of them are out there. 
So, so how'd they and fare? Also, um, how'd they fare during Matthew? Everything okay uh, from the hurricane and what? Uh, you know what? I've been trying to reach out, and everybody seemed good. So, but I haven't really okay. heard a lot of response. But from the most part, I think everybody was good. Okay. So did, did, it, did it hit Atlanta pretty? T- I mean, Savannah tough. Uh, uh, not as bad as they thought it was going to hit. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone that lives in Savannah, and I have, I have a lot of friends there, and I spent some time there actually. But uh, for whatever reason, people in Savannah seem to talk the awfulest amount of shit about how a hurricane <laughs> w- will never hit them or would never hit them because of the way the Gulf Stream was. And like, we haven't had a hurricane in 50 years and the way that the coast is shaving all this shit. And then Matthew pops up. I was like, oh, they're about to get fucked they up. They feeling invincible over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, lo and behold, I mean, it, it didn't hit as bad as they thought it was going to hit. But I mean, I, th- there was there was still some pretty serious damage. I mean, they, they had to evacuate Tybee Island and a lot i mean a lot of people left and came up to macon and you know went to augusta you know just just to kind of you know j- just to play it safe but yeah. um I, I don't think it hit right. as bad as i don't think it hit as bad as it, as they thought it would but um <clears throat> yeah i mean that, that was one thing and I, I lived there for about a year and i just remember everybody just talked so you know uh, you know just talked so much shit about never getting hit by a hurricane i was like man what one day one day is going to come. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Bretto, Bretto, you have family ever cross paths with like Big Boy or any anything like that from Outcast? Because he's from Savannah as well. I I know I know, but I don't I don't I've never heard nothing like that. But I'm pretty sure that my family members probably know him. They got some um, kind of way. One yeah. of my sisters, she lived in them projects over there. Yeah. Well, at least back then, she was living in. I forget the name of the projects. But um, she was staying over there. But um, I know them the same projects where Big Boy used to be at back yeah. when he was before he really got on or whatnot. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure they know him, man. Or they know got of to. Them, you know Sav- I mean? Savannah's too small, man, for them to not. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, well, like, well, hey, you, my mother, she was a real well-renowned woman, so I'm pretty sure they 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 mamas know my mama or something. So that's so. right, right. Now, how did you hook up with 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 uh, with Lifesavers and, and and those guys? Was that was that when you got to Portland, or did you know those guys before yeah, you yeah, got so up I got there? To like, Portland. Yeah. What, what's what's the story with those cats? Like connecting with them? Well, um, well, basically, yeah. Well, um, I was living out in this town called St. John's out here in Portland, and um, I used to go to this record store. It was the only place where I could like, cause when I first came to Portland, man, like not on no funny business, but. I went home every weekend. I was flying to L.A. because I still was getting the money from my mother's uh, Social Security when she passed. So I was getting like $400 checks a month or whatever. And I was flying home every weekend just going back to the hood because I was staying in this town called Milwaukee, Oregon, where there wasn't a black person for 100 miles, man. Wow. Okay. And um, I used to be like, yo, this is crazy. So, you know what I mean? I started going home every weekend. My father ended up getting a place, and we left my sisters, and he moved out to North Portland to this little town called St. John's, like a district. In that town, there was a record store called uh, One Stop Records. So I started going there just to uh, look at music, taste. They had tape CDs, records, and all that. Now, there was this dude working there, light-skinned brother with a big afro, who winded up being Jumbo the Garbage Man from the Lifesavers. Oh. I'm not knowing this at the time. So okay. we in there just popping it, just talking about hip-hop for hours, man. Like, he was the only black dude that I would see out there that was right. like he was into the same type of hip-hop I was. He had Tim's on. Right. You know what I'm saying? He had the big baggy pants back then. And 
you know, he had the Nats for the blowouts. I was like, okay. And my man had a little, like, street savvy with him. Like, I could tell he wasn't no buster. Like, he, like he's probably had some type of life in the street in the past. Right, right, right. So right. we started chopping it up real heavy. And then, you know what I'm saying, one day he was just like, man, you, you, you come in here a lot, man. Like, and you, and you I, for some reason, I feel like you do music. I, he said, you do music? I said, oh, man, you know, I used to MC and all that back in the day or whatever. Woo, woo, woo. He said... Yeah, but do you still do? I said, yeah, of course. You know, that's natural. She's like, man, I, I'm, I make beats. I said, oh, worry. He's like, yeah, man. He said, you should come by my crib one day, man, and um, I can play some beats for you, man. We can just chill freestyle or whatever, hang out. So I said, okay, cool. So that day changed my life. I went uh, you were there. loving life. Yeah, you were loving life, right? Yeah, it changed my life, bro. <laughs> like, for real, like, yeah. on a whole nother level because these dudes was, like, probably the first dudes. And I've been rapping since I've been 10 years old. And um, these dudes were the first dudes that Jumbo was the first person that actually was, you know, had beats that were hella dope mm-hmm. and giving them to me just on the strength of him him pretty much inducting me, inducting me into the Misfit Massive. Like, That's I went dope. over there, I spit for him, and he was like, yo, you got an ill voice, and your delivery's ill. You a, you a L.A. nigga, but you sound like you from New York. Right. And I'm like, right. well, my father from Brooklyn, you know, I broke down the story to him. He was like, oh, I can hear it in you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I pretty much was there with uh, him, and then this other dude by the name of uh, Bleak was there, who was also a Misfit Master, and a Versatile ended up coming there too. Okay. And uh, I ended up meeting all the brothers, broke bread, and that was history, man. That's dope. Now, brother, you coming up on another milestone, man. Uh, we got We got to note it here that you about to you about to hit that forty mark. That uh, that that, that forty oh, cal. Well, or did you? Only for the next ten years. Uh, <laughs> uh, look at you, look at you. But yo, I I wanted to ask you about that because um, I I distinctly I distinctly remember when I came up on that milestone and uh, you know, I was still still doing the music. Hell, I'm still doing the music today. I'm about to I'm about to come up on forty five on Friday, but uh, I remember when I hit the forty mark. And I was just, it was just a, a point in life for me to take a step back and look at, you know, all I've done and as as far as I've come and also look at what was going on with, you know, the culture that I, I fell in love with so many years ago. What do you, what do you think about um, hip hop as it stands today um, versus like, I guess, when you initially got started in it? Man, what do I think about the hip hop that they making today versus to how it got started? No, versus when you, uh, the music as it is now versus when you got you you initially got into it. Oh, okay, so when I initially got into it, yeah. Well, you mean initially like professionally or like as a as a as a I guess I guess as uh, um, when you started recording and you know thinking about putting music out and doing projects and stuff like that. Um. Well, let's say that was in 95, okay. 94. So I'm, I'm coming up. I'm, I'm, and around Great that time, years. I'm listening to projects like Red Man, Dares of Dark Side, Outkast, mm-hmm. Southern Playalistic, Wu-Tang, Biggie, mm-hmm. Nas, Classics. Yep. Everything that came out was a class. There was no whack albums back then. Gotcha. I don't even remember buying an album that was whack in them years. So today... I haven't really bought an album since I've been out. I'm going to keep the buck. Gotcha. I think the only album I bought was Gangelo's Black Messiah. I had to have that. Yeah. Um, and Kendrick Lamar's projects. 
anything Kendrick drop, I'm copping on the strength just because he's from Compton and he's just dope. Right. But the music styles have changed dramatically. It's it's just gotten it's gotten too watered down for me and too uh, trendy. And cats are just doing cookie cutter stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like everybody wants to have the same sound, like. I, no disrespect to the South. It all started with the South with Master P. When Master P hit the scene and Ice Cream Man became a hit, that was pretty much a rap for MCs and like cats like me that want to push it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like You had to be a street nigga, you had to be a hustler, and you had to have a story to tell as far as what you done, you know, how much how much work you moving or this, right. that, the third in order to be dope. Right. So, you no know, this to Master P or nobody from the South. He's a project nigga. I I, I respect him and and, and and relate to him, but that's only one bar of my rhyme. Right. What, right. what you talking about in albums? I'm talking about in one bar. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's more than that. You know what I mean? There's it's way like, much more. We gonna talk about this now. Yeah. We in the trap now. Everybody in the trap, nigga. I am the trap. I'm not gonna rap about the trap. You know what I'm saying? I done lived that life while y'all fronting. So it's like, I just sit back, man, and I see a lot of frauds, man, a lot of cats that just trying to get street rep off this this, this, this style of music that they pushing. It's raising our kids. Mm. Um, I feel like it can be better if cats just start reading. You know what I'm saying? They start getting knowledge of stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Okay, you want to be you know, up. I respect that. If you real with it, though, you're not finna be rapping. You in the street. I don't know too many real thorough cats that's G'd up and they have them going off and they on that microphone, man. Yeah, like right, they either in the, right. locked in a cage yeah. or they chilling somewhere plotting they move. You know what I'm saying? They so definitely it's like, not rapping somewhere. Nigga, all the, going yeah, to open mics you know what I'm and saying? stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I say that for myself. You know, yeah. I ain't no sucker, but at the end of the day, I'm not out pushing the line, homie. I'm not out here jumping out here trying to get no reputation. That's a rap. It's like, so... Dudes just have to figure out the line of business and and music and real life, man. And right now, the music, man, is just some of that stuff I can I can tolerate. You know, Kendrick's last album, he blended the styles. I loved it. It it was hard for me to digest a little bit, but once I started listening to it, because I had it inside, I was like, okay, I can deal with this. But then I get out and I hear these cats bumping this stuff, this Fetty Wap and all these other dudes and man and all this stuff, man. And I'm like, man, listen, man. I guess I'm just getting old, man. Right. <laughs> and see, that's My why I asked you. Just, that's why I asked you about that milestone, man, because it's like it's some oh, about it's some about coming up on that forty. <laughs> That just puts everything in perspective, man. It's just like, man, I'm the old dude now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah you start looking at but stuff. But what, though? I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'm glad I grew up when I grew up and I was right. raised off the music I was right, raised. Is this right. stuff y'all got now? Yeah, y'all can have that, man. Hot trash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You know sir. what I'm saying? Hot yes, trash. It ain't going to last two, three years, man. Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yep. You know what I mean? I, we could put on albums, man, that they came out 20 years ago and I get that same feeling when I yep. heard them the first time. Yep. Man, it's funny you say that. You know I, uh, I, mean? I was uh, I was cleaning out um, cleaning out some stuff over the weekend, man. I found a uh, found an iPod. My wife gave me on my birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. 
this Friday will be 11 years old. And I got some stuff on that iPod, man, that will just decimate any new music that's out right now. And I, I got that shit in the car with me right now. And Uh-oh. it's just like you said, it's we we could pull up something right now from 20 shit, 30 years ago right now that'll yeah. just kill anything yeah. that's that's quote unquote popping right now. And that's just it, exactly. it ain't no it ain't no argument in that. It ain't no denying that. Nuh-uh. Yeah, it's it's just it's just it, it so, is what it is. You know what I mean? It's facts, bro. Yeah, yeah it's, it's facts. facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. the only catch new right now that I'm feeling that's really on some like gangster stuff right now, straight mm-hmm. up and down, is Westside Gun and Conway, man. Like, there you go. Damn. them yeah. dudes, Done they deal. doing it on some straight nigga. I'm gonna shoot you a hundred times in a yeah. song. <laughs> and in, and it's dope to me. I don't care. Like I don't. Back in the day, I'll be like, man, these niggas talking all this stuff. But guess what? Yeah. Both of them dudes are thorough dudes. Yeah. They your just man, uh, their lives doing music now. Yeah. So your man's like, album cover is I, is showing gonna... the bullet wounds where he got shot in the face and in the back and all that. I'm like, exactly. Come, come on, man. This shit real right you know what here. I'm saying? Yeah. And the beats is dope. The rhymes is dope. Every they, time. The whole swag is dope. Every time. And I'm just connecting with it. Yeah, we big fans of them cats, man. For sure. Yeah, that's that's, that's a very good up. point, actually. That's the only real gangster rap shit. Yep. This genuine and 110%. Yep. Like, I, I think that's why we love it so yeah, much. Yeah, you man, have to mean, appreciate the shit. Yo, Bretto, there, there was one point. I mean, th- th- and there still be points, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I think last week I had fucking like, between Conway and West Side Gun, I think there were like six joints that came out last week. I mean, that, there was at one point, I think we were p- playing two or three of their records every week. Every week. Every for, week. And we just, and, 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 you know, and we just couldn't, we couldn't help ourselves. I was just like, man, this is, this shit is just so fucking dope. Like, I, I just, I can't help to play it. And like, that's, that's when you know you have something special right there, man. Yep. No so, doubt. Yeah, man. I mean, literally, I, 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 I keep them cats. I haven't cut, man, since my man put me up on him. I didn't know nothing about him. Like, I give my man my iPod, and he loads up music for me. And um, I'm just in the gym working out one day, and, and these dudes came on. And I'm like, man, what is this? So I <laughs> yeah. had to stop working out. I went and called him. I said, yo, who is these dudes? He was like, oh, I forgot you've been gone. He's like, yo, them the new dudes right now. They, they holding it down for niggas like us. Yeah. I said, man, I went by his house, man. I said, man, give me everything you got on these dudes. Right. And I've been, yep. on, them, I've been, on, I've been on them ever since, That's man. That's big Straight right up. there. That's what's yeah, up, man. man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Y'all kind of so got that, set. That's kind of where I'm at with the music, man. All right. Got you. So, uh, so, uh, brother, real, real quick, we, we kind of, I wanted to ask you this after we were, we were kind of talking about lifesavers and, and, and that connection there, mm-hmm. but, uh, what I did not realize, and I, I don't know why I did not realize this and Meeks, this is, this is, it, it's so weird how this shit works out mm-hmm. every day with these interviews and who we end up interviewing and the timing. Yeah. But I didn't realize, brother, that you were on your, I guess one of your early singles and then your first LP was on Dim Mock, which is Steve Aoki's label. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And, and, and Meeks and yeah. I, so, so, so Meeks hit me up about, I, I guess a month ago, he's like, yeah. man, you got to check out this fucking Steve Aoki documentary. Uh, what, what's it called, Meeks? I'll Sleep When I'm Dead? Yeah. Yeah, so so Meeks of all people hit me. He's like, man, you got to watch this shit. So I, if Meeks hits me up and says I got to watch or listen to something, that means this shit is something special because this motherfucker doesn't like anything. So he hit me up voluntarily. <laughs> He's tripping. He hit me up. That's no, true. I'm not tripping. It's true. 
fact, facts, if you will. So, anyways, so, so, so he, he hit me up and he's like, "Man, he's like, you gotta watch this shit." So, I, look, pockets agreeing, pockets agreeing, pockets agreeing with both me. y'all, man. Y'all trying to make me look like a hater out here? I man. didn't say hater. Uh, you're very, you're very, uh, very uh, uh, sele- selected. Picky. Selective. There you go. I take that. Picky, I'll select. Take There's that. nothing wrong with that. Okay. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Because I know when you say you have, well, I know when I get something from you and you guys, you say you got to check this shit out. That shit is thorough. It's so anyway, real. so I watched the shit and it was bugged out and it was great. And then lo and behold, doing the research for the interview this week, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker was on Dim Mock. I had no idea. What so, was that like, Bretto? Yeah, yeah, yeah Bretto. So can, can you give us a little the, 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 the background on that? You, because want, you, that, you really want you, you want the story on this? Uh, yes, man? absolutely. All, all of it. All this of it. Is like, this is all glory to God, man. So, all of it. That was an ill situation because, okay, I signed with this label in Portland called BSI Records. Um, I did a verse on my man Honorary Osborne's record. I don't know if y'all up on Honorary. Yeah. He's yep. out of Seattle. Yep. He's down with Old Dominion. Yep. So I did a verse on his album called, on this song called Spy City. And then he told me, yo, Beto, the guy that's putting out this, this my album, he was digging your verse. He likes your voice. He likes your style. He wants you to meet him. Bad dude. Could have hated on me. Could have not told me nothing. He gave me the dude's number. I went by there, met him. Long story short, he ended up signing me, and I put out the 12-inch Dirty Things. Dirty Things uh, is my first 12-inch ever. Right. And um, he, gave me, he gave me the advance for the album. Cool. The album is set. The, the, the vinyl, the 12-inch is selling all over Germany, Japan, everywhere. But it's like they had worldwide distribution at the time. I think we moved like that first month, like almost 1,200 copies. Wow. So Damn. it was doing good, right? So boom, I'm going in on the album. I get a phone call, Bretto. What's up? Oh man, uh, gonna fold the label, man. We're going out of business, right? Mm. Oh, <laughs> I shit. said, what? He's like, man, yeah, man. Some some, some financial stuff. Da 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 da. Keep the advance for the record. It's all yours. I got vinyl here if you need it. Cool. All right. Whatever, man. I'm out. I'm now. I'm like, damn. What I'm gonna? Do? I'm working on this record. So I'm sitting at home, twiddling my thumbs, and um, my manager calls me one day. I'm in the crib chilling. He's like, yo, Bretto. I'm like, what's up? He's like, hey, can you talk? Yeah. Okay, what's up? You ever heard of uh, Benny Hattas? I said, yeah, <laughs> Benny Hattas, that's the restaurant? Yeah, right? He's like, okay, well, the guy who owns Benny Hattas, his son, he uh, he wants you to he wants to fly you to L.A., man. He, he heard you 12-inch, and he, he likes you. What? I said, what? No right? So, um, he's like, yeah, his name is Steve Aoki, right? I said, okay. So, I said, what kind of music does he uh, do? He's like, uh, that's another story, right? He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you ever heard exactly. of Black Party? And he started naming all these punk bands. I'm like, nah, man. He's like, well, that's what he does. But I, I guess he, he likes you. So, I said, I bet. So, man, I fly down there. And, um. Man, this dude, man, <laughs> that's my man, right? Yeah. This dude, he uh, he picked me up, man, from the hotel. You know, you know them old Toyota vans, man. Remember they had them those like vans back in yeah. the day? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. This fool had one of them, man. Muffler smoking, man, <laughs> loud as hell, pulled up, boogers in his eyes, barefoot, man. Picked me up from the uh, hotel. This is this is Steve. Bro, what's up? I'm like, this is Steve, yeah, brother. Steve Aoki, bro. <laughs> He had boogers in his eye. He said he had boogers in his eye. He was barefoot. All that, bro, right? Humble cat, like, 
<laughs> so I'm not knowing the story, his story or nothing. Like oh, about, shit. you know, I just knew Benny Hanna's what my manager told me. So anyway, bro, we go to his, his Denmark was being ran out of his crib at the time. And, um, he had explained to me that his sister, Devin Aoki, collect this 12 inches. She collects records. She's a she hip-hop fan. Like, she, she digs for vinyl and everything. You don't know Devin Aoki. She's on really? Too Fast, Too Furious. She's a model for uh, Baby Fat and all of that, right? Oh, yeah. So, Mix was uh, just talking about how, how, how ill up, she was. Yeah. Mix was just know, saying he, how bad yeah, she so, was. So, Devin, beautiful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, Sorry. she finds my 12-inch when she's out digging because she was a quantum fan. So she oh. knew about the lifesavers. Ah. On my 12-inch, we, we, we put a sticker on there that said, produced by Jumbo the lifesavers. So she copped the record. Yo. She took the record home, listened to it, and liked it, and told Steve about the record, took the record to Steve, and that's how Steve heard me and was like, bro, you're dope. I like your style. Da -da 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 -da. And that's how I ended up being signed to Demo back wow. in 2003. Wow. Dude, That's that crazy. is fucking insane That's right crazy. there, dude. <laughs> wow. right, I'm going to tell you, man, when I watched when I watched the documentary, because um, I knew very little about Steve Aoki, I, um, the most I knew about him was I watched the episode of GGN with Snoop, and he had Steve Aoki on there. So I kind of, I knew uh -huh. him, I knew him about that. But when I watched the documentary, um, and just real quick, I got rid of cable last year, and the only thing I really got in the house right now is Netflix. All right. So I be Netflix down. Right. And uh, I was <laughs> right. just looking for something to watch, and I came across a documentary. I was like, let me check this shit out. And I guess within the first seven minutes of the documentary, they kind of lay it out who his dad was and how they mm -hmm. amassed their fortune from Benny Hanna. I was like, at that point, I knew this shit was about to be crazy. Right. I'm like, because Benny Hanna is everywhere, yeah. always packed, yes. and they got cake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, yeah. okay, this shit's about to be crazy. Um, but it was a one, great, one, it was a great documentary, though, because um just just the fact that his whole lifestyle is based upon from what I determined, him trying to impress his father and let him know that there you go. You know what I'm saying? He can make money there outside of the family business. I was like, this dude, right. man, his whole his lifestyle is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it was just I, I was just all in at that point, man. Like, so we talking about 2003, 2004. That's early, dude. How Nobody long? fucking knew who yes, Steve yeah. Aoki so, does. Nobody knew that. I was about to tell you. Not to interrupt, but Steve didn't didn't he was dead ass hell bent to prove that he could make money in the music business without his father's mm -hmm. money, without the money that he already was going to inherit, bro. And he explained that to me one day. He was like, "Bro, I can have whatever I want. There's nothing." But I don't. He said that his family values are actually what he he wasn't able to get the money at a, till a certain age anyway. Right. So when he dropped out of college to start Democ. He started it in college on a straight Russell Simmons story type tip. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't have nothing, bro. Like, he just was started it. And I was there, bro, for like grassroots. Like, when Block Party, I was That's there before crazy. Block Party got picked up by Capital before they got their oh record deal. That's and, crazy. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we in his house with boxes everywhere, interns working, and um, 
you know, he was just so humble, man. Like, just a cool dude, man. Like, I got love still to this day. We talked since I've been out and all of that, right? That's crazy. And he's just like, um, like, we're like friends, man. Like, it's like beyond the music. Because when I took Steve to watch, it changed his whole perspective on, like, black people, man, and hip-hop. Because no. he was like, bro, you're from Watts. Like, I was like, man, you want to go to Watts, man? He was like, oh, man, will I, will I be okay? Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> man, you with me. I'm from, I, said, I said, I'm from there, man. It's, it's cool. So I took him to Watts, and he had two of his photographers with him at the time, man. And we went through the projects, man. And wow. it just so happened to be that everybody was outside that day, man. Like, And I haven't been to the hood in probably like, I don't know, a year or so. You know, I'm in Portland at the time. Yeah. So when I rolled through, Cass is happy to see me anyway. And then I got Steve with me. They don't know who this dude is. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm trying to tell them, like, yo, this dude right here, I just signed him with label. I'm telling the homies. They're like, dang, Mike, you know what I'm saying? It's my government name. They're like, man, you always doing something, man. Like, that's why I like you out of town. You stay out of town because, you you know, you're going to putting the hood on the map and all this and that and the third. But right. I ended up shooting my album cover that day to my album. With Steve, Steve is actually standing right there while I, while I took that picture. I don't know if you got the picture of my album cover. I'm sitting on the crate. Um, that was that same day that I took Steve wow. to watch. And um, wow. ever since then, man, he yeah, ever since then he been he been me and him been just cool, man. Like wow. when he was doing these parties in Hollywood, he would fly me down and MC, uh, pay me, bro, and hang out. Man, take me out, you know what I'm saying? And I was there when he first got his first turntable, bro. He called me. I'm in Portland. Like, Bretto, I'm like, what's up? I'm thinking about DJing. I was like, you thinking about DJing? I was like, Steve, come on, man. You can't take years to DJ, man. Like, you can't just think about DJing, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is before we had 100,000 DJs all over the place. So right. he called me later and said, I bought some turntables, right? And I said, what? So next time I went to LA, I went by there. This fool was DJing, man. And and wow. he was, you know, practicing, learning. I forgot who he had teaching him. But anyway, man, it, it was, it was, a, it, it's, it's been crazy, man. I mean, that dude, man, is like a good friend, man. I got love That's for him. And um, just, he's always treated me the same, no matter how much, you know what I'm saying? I know he's like, I mean, last year the man made $24 million on DJ and bro. Come and, on, um, Come on, man. When I, when I got out, yeah, <laughs> when I got out, well, before I went in, I talked to him. He was like, bro, man, like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm leaving out, like why I didn't put my album out with him and all of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he went to the EDM thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really wasn't feeling the EDM thing at the time. And I was like, bro, he's like, man, you got to make a record like this. He's playing me all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I can't rap like that, man. <laughs> I said, you got, you heard Illouette. Like, you hear my style. What are my fans going to say if I come with another album and it sounds like this? Mm -hmm. We got that record sold. 20, 30,000 copies. So, right. and that was back, you know, around that time. So he's like, oh, but I know, but this isn't, you know, he, he was based, my album was the first hip hop album that he put out. Right. So it was like a guinea pig. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he didn't know what to expect. And, and, and the business didn't go as planned because you have to work a hip hop record different than a rock record. Absolutely. And at that time, he didn't know that. So, you know, we it was just a challenge, but I ended up loving it because just of the you know relationship I built with Steve. But um, you know what I mean? It was definitely a uh, it could have done way better. Like there's still people that haven't heard that album, man, to this day. You know what I mean? And um, just you know meeting him, his sister, 
some of his other family, man. Like, I go in there in his office, bro. Tom is sitting in there from MySpace one day. He introduced me to Tom. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, it was crazy, man. Oh, I go in his man. office, man, like, bro, I said, wait a minute, ain't you Tom? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, Tom, Tom followed everybody right? on MySpace, my right? right? Motherfucker and, uh, Tom, I still got his fucking picture embedded in my brain from fucking MySpace. Dude. Yeah, exactly, that's that same picture, <laughs> that's bro. That same picture, yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so, uh, I go over there, Chad is sitting in his office, man, for well, you know, because him and Chad was doing a, a little production thing. Chad is actually the one who started him uh, producing and stuff like that, so... It was just a. It, it was. It was. It was a. Brother, we way, shouldn't bro. even be and able to. Be, to we shouldn't even. We shouldn't even be able future, to talk so. to you right now, man. Like, yeah, that's why. Like, I. I no, no, you want to hear that story? <laughs> okay, look, real quick. When I got out, right, so I'm thinking I'm just gonna be able to hit him up, right? So I called Demi. I'm like, yeah, uh, this is the brother, uh, Steve Well, right? <laughs> they like Steve Aoki. I'm like, yeah. Oh, he's out of the country right now. Uh, Always. Can I take a message? Yeah. I said, well, is Luke there or Anna? These are his old people that I used to work with. He's like, uh, Luke doesn't work here anymore. Anna still does, but uh, she's not available. I said, okay, well, I'm libretto. I, uh, I had a record out with Steve many years ago. It was like, oh, libretto, volume. The, the person knew me. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, we still have some of your 12 inches here. I said, oh, okay, no. I'm like, how can I get in touch with Steve? Uh, well, there's a process. Contact this person. I said, okay. So I hit them up, right? This is all email now. I hit them up. Oh, how you doing? I'm Steve's assistant. Uh, who are you? I'm like, this is Libretto. I used to be signing with Label, da 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 Oh, okay. Let me email another person. I'll hit you back. They email another person. Another person hits me back. Yeah, I'm uh, Steve's other assistant. <laughs> Yo, I did this for about eight times before I got to Steve. <laughs> so you finally get you finally get to Steve, and uh, is everything still good, or...? What's what's up? Listen, I, I got I got to Steve, and this is via email. He's in Portugal at the time uh-huh. on tour. So, but I know his voice, mm-hmm. so I know how he speaks and the phrases he does. So, the email I got was from Steve at Denmark. Now, Steve is uh, is emailing me, and he's like, "Bro, welcome home, my dude." Like, right? So I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's Steve, right?" He's like, "Man, when'd you get out?" Da 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 da. I'm hitting him back like, "Man, I just came home. Like, I mean, I haven't been home a month yet." You know what I'm saying? He's like, man, welcome home. I'm on the road. Man, I toured like 10 months out of the year. Yep. He was like, man, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to meet up with you. I got all these emails in my chain. And, um, you know what I'm saying? We ended up on some like, okay, well, when you get off the road, I'll try to, you know, get up with you or whatever. And then he's like, you know, have you been making any music? I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I may have some stuff for you. I know I wasn't feeling the EDM stuff now, but I know it's a business. I may have something for you now. Right, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, I'm just I'm keeping it a buck, my man. Man, you know, that's what's up. Shit, man. Nah, I that's real. I've seen this dude on MTV. When that I shit is big there, right like, now. Oh, man, he's yeah. out of there, man. Yeah, you man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Bretto, what what did you mean? Oh, yeah, what, so. what what did you mean when you said you uh, it changed Steve's perspective on black people when you took him to Watts? What what do you what well, do you what do you mean by that? When you when you, when you come, all right. When you come to L.A., the last place you go, it's people that's been in L.A. their whole lives. They ain't never been to Watts. Sure. Mm. All right. That's that's like living in New York and going to the South Bronx. Right. right? right. If you don't have no reason to go there. You know, if you don't have no family there or nothing like that, right. you're not going there. Right. So for me to take Steve to one of the deadliest cities, districts in L.A., 
he was just like, it changed his perspective just because you hear so much about don't never go there. You'll get right, killed. You'll right. get robbed. You'll get raped. You'll get murdered. So when he went with me, all he seen was smiling faces and regular people, bro. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? That And, and so it, it changed his perspective of, oh, so it's not like that. And I had to explain it, man, we just regular people. This is a war zone. Don't get it twisted, but we just, this it's, it's generationals, generational curses that, and beefs that have been going right. on since the late 60s and 70s mm-hmm. right. that, you know, it's a neighborhood thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we're not savages, man. We're civilized over here. You know what I'm saying? So when he seen that, you know, and was able to get out the car, walk around, bro, mm-hmm. this is before they started gentrifying L.A. Like, L.A. is in the middle. They're tearing down my projects right now as we speak. Wow. To build yeah. townhomes and wow. watch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jordan Downs is getting torn down right now. Jordan Downs Bible's is getting, is getting blasted? Being, huh? I said Jordan Downs is what getting happened? torn down? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what well, they, they they started on the other. There's two sides to the projects. There's a 97 side, and then and them buildings go from 97 to a 99, and then you got 99 to 103. Uh-huh. They on the 97 side right now, and it's over like 100 buildings over there. So they're slowly knocking them down and oh, building at the wrap. same time because they evicted the residents, and now they have to have a place for them to live. So it's going to take time. But bro, the wrecking ball and the bulldozers are over there right now. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. But you know what? I'm not surprised with that because that that seems to be a theme across the US right now because I mean you there's 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 none of the historic projects here in Atlanta anymore. Um That's right. I know Cabrini Green is gone in Chicago. Yeah. Uh which was a major spot up there in, in Chi Town. Yeah. So but I didn't I didn't think the gentrification had I, I didn't even I didn't even think they had a need to gentrify LA. Like Right. Because it's That's a good point. Yeah. It's so many it's it's so the lines are so drawn in LA that you didn't think gentrification would be a thing in LA, but I guess it's I, I guess nobody is untouchable right now. That's crazy. Nah, bro, because I mean let me tell you, they got they got see Watts is 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 okay, when you go to I don't know if you've ever been to LA, but you get off the airport. Yeah, and you and you get on Century, Century Street. Century takes you all the way through Watts. It's like the all the way to Watts from LAX. You could take Century, and the last Century stops in Watts on Century and Grape Street, okay. which is where my projects is at, right there. So, what they're going to do is tear that. They're going to open that up to where you could take Century all the way through to Alameda, which which is like takes you to Southgate, Huntington Park, and all of that, where like Cypress Hill and all of them from. Right. Like it's a lot of Latino community over there, whatever. Right. And they're going to open all of that up. You know what I'm saying? And they're trying to get this, you know, it's a it's a business thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they want to, okay, and they want to break up the, uh, get us out of the project so the police, you got to understand, we've been there since the, for over 50, 60 years. Uh-huh. And the police want to want to disperse us like they did them brothers in Chicago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because. Right. We just been holding that down too long, you know, and they're using this, oh, you people don't deserve to live in these buildings. They were designed for World War II uh, and all of this, and they should have been torn down, and we're going to build better houses. But what they're going to do is remodel them, and then they're going to up the rent. Right now, it's a third of your income that you have to live in the project. Mm -hmm. They're going to take that, 
And they're going to do away with that, man. It's all a crooked trick, man. But people over there falling for it, man. Real niggas know, though, that it's going to be a wrap. Like, we ain't going to... That's the only place I can go in L.A., walk around and feel safe, man. Yeah. I can't go nowhere else but them bricks over there. So where are they, where are they placing so, Where are they placing the people from Jordan Downs? What, what, what have they set up they put, for them? They, they put, they get, they're giving people's vouchers without no government seals or nothing, and they're just uh, putting them in hotels and stuff, man. I, I really don't personally know, but uh, I know that they're getting, they, they evicted like mad people out of there, man. Oh, and I don't know man. where, I know they got vouchers. I see it on the news. I'll be watching the news on the, on the internet, and I see them over there, um, with these vouchers, and I'm like, wait a minute, what is? Is that a contract? There's no California seal, nothing, bro. And they just falling for the okie doke. Oh, That's man. all they doing, man. That's crazy. That's and I hell. pray that they let them back in there. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if Probably they gonna not, keep their word yeah. or not. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So because it's gonna, it, it sounds like all, off the rip, it sounds like it's gonna be out of their price range to even to even right. live over there. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's crazy. Yep. There's 700 units there, and they're saying that out of the new buildings, there's going to be like 1,200 units. 400 of those units are going to be uh, regular housing, mm-hmm. and then the other 700 will be low income. Okay. That's the twist right there. Right. How are you going to have people paying regular rent, living around people that's broke and ain't got nothing? Man. Come on, man. That's, yeah, that's the twist. The, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's the okie doke for somebody to get the rights. To do what they want to do with exactly. the land, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that that that's how it always goes down like that. It's 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 some bullshit. Crazy. It's, it's it, that that shit's really at this point's going on nationwide. It yeah. doesn't really matter where. I mean, shit, it's happening here in Marietta, man. They 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 tore down every they tore down every project here, every single project that they project home building that they tore down here in Marietta is turning into. Some sort of mixed use, like over on fairground and all on that fucking shit. fairground yeah. and fucking over there on on um uh was Whitlock Lemon, yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, Johnny Walker Homes, all uh-huh. that shit. It's all they're all doing that shit everywhere. Like it's it's not just in. You know, I mean, it's happening all over Atlanta, but it's even fucking happening here, man. It's yeah. crazy. Well, see, the what land's it is, cheap. Yeah, they're what getting it money is, from the government to re to redo it, exactly. and they're pushing pushing everybody out. It's a reason why it was it was called the projects. It was it was a project. It was like absolutely in, in its pure in its <laughs> right. purest form. You absolutely. know what I'm saying? It was it was it was meant to be temporary, but what happens is um, it turns into a generational situation. To whereas you have families that have held down the projects for right. hundreds of years, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hey, it's just hey, like, bro. yeah. Hey, so it's like you know, eventually when it gets to a point where it's no longer feasible and and they can get their money out of it, it's got to go away. Yep, it's time yep. for it to go away. Absolutely. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. That's, that's crazy. Man. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. So, Bretto, any any chance any chance of you um doing any work with Steve or you just you just value the uh the friendship that y'all have I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a buck um there's a dude in Atlanta actually by the name of Travis uh he loves Steve and I ended up meeting him through my man Sonny uh Riverwolf who was featured on the Gangster Jazz record I was telling you about earlier uh-huh. he wants to do a project on that EDM stuff and pitch it to Steve, and he wants me to rap over it. And we're actually working on that right now. And I Dope. told him 
that I would do it, but I told him I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh put my rapping my style of rapping and MCing. I'm I will not cater to that audience as far as talking about that stuff. But I will definitely compliment the beat and do something different. No. But I'm not gonna it's gonna still be in the libretto. I'm not gonna make an alter ego for this record. Okay. But I will put it out. I have to be proud enough to put it out. And uh, if Steve wants to do something with it, let's do it. If not, then we're gonna do something with it anyway. That's so. what's up. That's dope. Cool. We'll be looking out for that. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. So uh, I, I yeah, gotta, so brother. I, I, I gotta imagine I gotta you, you, you're gonna be out this way here soon, sometime or eventually. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to get them to get me out there now. See, they they gotta okay. book me a show. The only way my PO will let me come out there is if I um is if I get like a show. If it's something to do with work while I'm getting paid, then he'll let me come. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying gotcha. to get my man to book me a show out there, so that way I can come out there. Gotcha. So how long? You how long is your pro, your uh, your probation period? Uh, three years. Three years. It started okay. in April 29th. Okay, gotcha. All right. All yeah. right. It's gonna happen. Oh you yeah, figure yeah. Out way to make, and make when it you work. come to Atlanta, man, make sure you holler at us, man. We got you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that's a. That's that's a fact, man. Yeah. You already know, man. Y'all That's sound what's like up. Cool dudes I can hang out with. Oh yeah, we got you, man. We got you. We'll have you in and out of the cracks and crevices all throughout Atlanta, man. Whatever you want to do, man, it's no problem for sure. So, so, yeah. so, brother, what, so, so, what, what are you working on next? Like, and don't don't take this the wrong way, but let's. Uh, I mean, Gangster Jazz Two, All Loops, like. What are you going to come with next? It's got to be something different, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, man. Um, well, actually, I'm not, I'm not really supposed to be talking about this, <laughs> but uh, the next record that I'm about to drop is uh, going to be my sophomore record before I went in. And um, it's pretty much a solid album, 16, 17 songs. And um, that's going to be the next release. It's called mm-hmm. Captain Crook. Snatching crumbs and all, and uh, that's gonna be my next release. I, I recorded, besides that album, when I was on Bell, I recorded three other albums. Um, all those albums are gonna go, are gonna come out because they're still relevant. The music is still relevant, and the rhymes I have gotten better, but I'm still gonna put that out because the music is so dope. Like, I got tracks with Lyrics Born, I got tracks with Boots Riley from the Cool. Oh shit. Um, I got, a, I got a lot of work, man, and um, I'm not gonna just let that let that ride. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I, I, I don't recorded new, new new material since I've been home. Besides gangster jazz, okay. But I'm gonna somehow work this stuff in and out, like new, old, new, yeah, old, yeah, yeah, yeah. And keep putting music, and keep putting music out for the next uh, for the next uh, two, three years. Yeah, okay. Well, what's up with your relationship with Theory? Has it? What's the connection there? Oh, Theory? Yeah. That's my man. That's my man. He, uh... Okay, so Theory actually produced the song, uh... The title track on my record, uh, Captain Crook. And, um... I've just been knowing Theory from around the way, just being a dope MC, dope producer. And, um... When I was locked up, my man had reached out to me that's also a good friend of his and said, Hey, man, Theory's thinking about starting a label and he wants to put out your record. I said, word. I mean, I'm in there still got like three years left. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, man, he's uh, he's interested in Captain Cook. 
I said, okay, cool. What's he talking about? He's like, you know, maybe pressing up some vinyl, da 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 I'm like, oh, word? I said, okay, well, when I come home, we'll chop it up. So uh, I come home, and, um, you know, we talk. I meet with him and his lawyer, whatever, and, uh, you know, we're talking about the label and whatnot. And uh, I ended up giving him a verbal agreement. I got the contract. I still haven't, you know, officially, you know, <laughs> did the ink yet, but uh, it's pretty much a go, you know, because I know that theory. He got a he got a really really big uh, internet follower, so uh, you know, I know he he he, he understands how to work digitally, which I I don't really understand. Yeah, I'm an old school cat. It's all yeah. about taking yeah. records to DJs in the club. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. <laughs> but, uh, he has that understanding, and I trust him, so I'm going to probably do a joint venture with him. Ah, nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know yep. what? Now that I think about it, I think that's how... I think that was one of the first joints we played. We played a remix or something. Did he do a remix of one of your joints, Bretto? Uh, he did a remix to Rise to That. Yep, there you did. go. That's, that's what it, it was. Yeah. We played that joint, and then that's how that Matt hit me up after we. Okay. I don't know how he caught it, but he yeah. caught it somehow, and yeah. he he hit me up. No doubt. And he kind he kind of hit me to you know that that was a remix and you know whatnot. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, man. Shit. So yeah, it's gonna be the jump off, man. That wet work movement. It's gonna be serious, man. And that fool them laced me with like thirty tracks. And you know his production is something not to be reckoned with. Yeah, he's and, nasty. Uh, yeah, he's nasty. It's gonna be a rap, man. It's gonna be a rap. That's what's up, man. Yo, this is what else you got, Meek? So <laughs> <I'm, I'm, laughs> hey, man, I'm I'm good right now. Like this, this, this. Uh, hey, man, I'm gonna tell you something, Bretto. Your 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 story is awesome, man, and uh, and your grind is phenomenal, bro. Um. Like I said, you, we we gonna be looking out for you, man. Yeah, you come to Atlanta, man. Please reach out to us. We got you. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we got we got spaces for you to work out of and all of that. It's nothing. Um, oh, word. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 uh we we some thorough dudes here in Atlanta, man. There's there's no Atlanta without us. Uh, you probably won't get nobody. Else. You probably won't Put get no, there. Yeah, you probably won't get nobody else to say that type of shit. But I'm gonna tell you right now, there is no hip hop in Atlanta without us. So that is, and uh, and and we can make sh- we can make shit happen for you here, man. Um, your story is dope. We just gonna be Great looking out story. for you, man. We 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 go to bat for dudes like you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So oh. salute to you, brother. Right on, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. I respect that, man. And I'm going to do the same. When y'all come my way, I'm going to show the same love. You already know what it is, man. That's what's up. We yeah, gotta, I ain't got nothing else, homie. Yo, no. we, we got to hook him up with Chaos. Oh, yeah. Chaos is, um, yeah, Senior Chaos is out there in Portland uh, working for Nike, man. Um, oh, doing what? Yeah, doing some big things out there at the Nike campus and shit. We're going to make that connection happen for sure. Yeah, man. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, hey, we, this is something we can maybe talk about later. But yeah, I, yeah. I came home with some nice. Uh, I got some ideas for them, man. I actually tried to parlay a, a little commercial with them. That I'm still working on because I got a couple connects there too. All right. But if I can highlight, if I can highlight him, yeah, maybe I could, we could do some business, man. And you know, done yeah. deal. Yeah, chaos just worked on what he what he just do. He did the Griffies and he yeah. did. Uh, he he did brought the Griffey the reissues. Back out. Yeah. And uh, the, the Atlanta joints. What uh, were they called? The uh, the, 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 the 96s. Yeah, the 96s. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so he he just he just did those, man. Yeah. So yeah, he's doing his stuff then. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, That's he's he, he's not fucking around. Me- Meeks and I have known this kid. He's from Chicago originally. Meeks and I have known him since he was probably 15 or 16 years old trying to get into clubs in Atlanta. I want to say 14. 14 on some underage and, shit. And we yeah. just seen this kid come up and just fucking, I mean, just grind it out. And he, he got he got his dream job at Nike about a year or two ago. And he and bounced from, from the A to the PDX. And he's yeah. been there just fucking it up, man. So, he's doing very well. well. We'll have to hook you up with him. No question. Consider it done. Okay, to say no more. All right, I'm yeah, ready, man. man. I appreciate, I appreciate the hookup, man. Yeah, you got it, no All doubt. Right. Cool. Yeah. I got nothing else, man. This, I, yeah, this a- turned out way better than I expected, man. And uh, I'm every week. That's why I keep showing up, homie. Yeah, yeah. I keep showing up, man. This shit is dope. That's ill, right? I mean, think about it. This is what bugs me out about this shit, right? Is that how random is it that you sent me that Steve Aoki shit? To watch, we went right? off into a whole different chamber. We went into a whole different fucking chamber, <laughs> and you know me, I don't. Wa- I really do not watch nah, TV. Don't be checking for that I don't shit. watch fucking shit for TV. I mean, you know, like the only thing I watch is is, is whatever my wife forces me to watch right. when I'm sitting on the couch with her one night. Right. But man, I watched this shit, man. When I was doing that research, I was like, "There's no way this motherfucker was on Stevie O." I had man. no idea, Bretto. So That's crazy. Shame, shame on me for not knowing. But man, what what a great kind of coincidence to, you know, for all this to come together. Yeah, we so, love your story, bro. Yeah, so no doubt. Thank no you, man. Doubt, man, right on, man. Hey, it's all glory to God, man. Absolutely. All right. All right, so hold tight, brother. We're going to wrap this up. We'll, we'll come back to you. Hold on one second. We're, we're going to wrap this thing up. Good luck to you. Gangsta Jazz 2, right? Yep. yep. Yes, sir. Gangsta Jazz Volume 2, man. Uh, free download on Bandcamp. Yeah. And you can get the cassette while, while there's limited time. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, just support the movement, man. Slow yeah. Funk, Liquid B Records, man. Gotcha. That's it. All right. Meeks. Yeah, man. Damn, dude. Yeah, man. What? It's, it's, what just happened here tonight? I mean, it's, it's real out here in these streets, man. Uh, and, and and it gets no realer than Southern Vanguard Radio, man. SouthernVanguard.com. We are the Southern Vanguard. iTunes Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, Soundcloud. Twice a week, God Twice damn it. Twice a week, man. Twice Smith a week. Smithsonian, great. DJ John Doe, Eddie Meeks, we're out. Yep, yeah, peace.